Welcome, everybody, to the Quarter Quest Comics on the Cheap podcast, a bi-weekly discussion about diving through the dirt bins and pulling out gold. And welcome back to Quarter Quest, episode, I think, nine, which is crazy. Um, if, if you haven't heard us before, we do three different comics from three different eras. We do the 60s and 70s, uh, 80s independent, maybe because we're running out of independence. We're going to move on to just 80s. Just and then, doing 80s? Yeah. And then... <laughs> 90s through today and everything costs a dollar or less so we find in the dirt bin which the opening says so enjoy the show guys so what everybody who's got first i do ryan's got the first go all right so i did the inspector based off of the cartoon the inspector uh one of my all-time favorite cartoons and um this was published in October of 77, and the only names I can get off of this were DePatty and Freeling. I have no idea who did what, because they put no credits in there for them. Just name on the cover. Um, so, the Inspector comics are typically three Inspector stories, short stories, and a random Pink Panther story in there. And... If you've ever watched the Pink Panther cartoons, you know he does not talk. They let he him doesn't? talk. He Yeah, they don't. Or he doesn't. But they uh, let him talk in the comic, which kind of ruins it for me. I don't know. A little bit. It, it's kind of like trying to read the Roadrunner Wile E. Coyote comics. Maybe. Well, yeah, but Coyote talks. It's like, but that's not how the cartoon works. So, anyhow... Um, the inspector is up to his normal hijinks, and he usually screws something up, and yet still captures the bad guy kind of thing. So, like, the first story was, uh, the commissioner needed, uh, was overly exhausted, and needed, much needed sleep, per the doctor's orders, and so he went around trying to prevent loud noises by putting up signs with hammers and nails and making as much noise as possible to put up signs to say, shh, be quiet, and things like that. Um, three guys are trying to do some road work, and uh, the, <laughs> the inspector and his sidekick try to help out to prevent the jackhammer noise, so they manually dig this hole. They're like, you should be good now. And as they're walking away... The sidekick goes, um, they're using dynamite. And he goes running back over, and they've already blown up the dynamite, and they're robbing the bank. And the commissioner comes out and sees that the inspector has stopped them from robbing the bank. And he was just trying to keep it quiet. That kind of a thing. Um, he fights a biker gang, which for some reason have bicycles that fly, or motorcycles that fly. What is this, E.T.? It's, it's... Book of Boba Fett. Crazy stuff. But, uh... And then the Pink Panther one was a ghost one where he uh, stopped at a shut-down hotel and there was a couple of uh, robbers in the hotel and they just kept on missing each other. So they didn't, you know... So the robbers thought it was a ghost and he accidentally knocks over a bag of flour and becomes all white and chases them off not intentionally kind of thing and Pink Panther's like oh you know what I'm not going to stay at a hotel that uh, the, the guests are so rude and takes off 
it, just short little stories like that. I know it sounds absolutely ridiculous, but I love the hell out of these books. Um, I even got to read about the Incredible Hulk sharing Twinkies with the rock people because he had just left the city and trying to find some quiet space and the rock people are throwing rocks at him and saying, we're already strong enough, we don't need you. And I'm thinking, well, why, why would they have rock people still around in the day and age of the Incredible Hulk? But, you know, what do I know? My biggest problem with this book is on the cover. It, you know, oh, by the way, this is issue 17. I don't think I said the issue number. Um, the biggest problem I have with this book is it says, in this issue, the Phantom Avenger, the Missing Mayor, and the Threats in the Night, plus Pink Panic. One of those is correct. Pink Panic. The rest of these were not the names of the stories that were in this book. Um, Yay, Whitman. Yay, Quaddy. <laughs> so but if you're just looking for something really fun and enjoy the Inspector cartoons from way back when, um, absolutely check these out. They're just fantastic. I always get a chuckle out of them. Um, yeah, that's what I got. Awesome. Cool. All right, I, I did a book. I don't know why I do this myself. But I actually kind of enjoyed this one. Um, it's by Continuity Comics. Samari, Mistress of the Martial Arts, number one from 1987, May. Uh, written by Neil Adams, pencils by Mark Beecham. And that's pretty much everybody that you need to know on this book. Um, I want you guys to look at some of these images. Right, here we go. A uh, girl wearing a really revealing unicard doing exercises, right? And then she's bent over. She's like, it's like, con- like constant butt shots. Like all of her just walking around, right? And another butt shot. And another butt shot. And it's always her bent over and in like this really revealing I don't know why she's a samurai because she's when, a ninja. When was the book released? 87. That's like a 90s thing. So they were ahead of their time. They were ahead of their time. Yep. <laughs> Here's the worst part. She's 16 years old. Oh. Okay. So. Yikes. Not drawn like a 16 year old. This is like uh, probably 80s porn star. Right. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. Ouch. So in this book, um, no real backstory. Right. She's hanging out with this dude working at his. In it, working out in his apartment and finds out that on the on the news in the newspaper that there was a hijacking there's a okay right now there's a continuity error because she's reading the newspaper there's a hijacking going on right now what is this like the extra extra edition that came out like 20 seconds ago and this guy's reading it and she's like i recognize that name i wonder who it is and one of the names on the list is tom savini he's a really famous makeup artist he did the makeup for Right at 13. Right at 13. Right. And then we go to another place where other people are working out, and it's three dudes. They're reading the paper also, right? And they're like, oh, man, we've got to go do this, because that name on that list might be my father. So, long story short, they go, she starts going through the museum or whatever this place is. It's getting held up. I'm not sure what it is anymore, but there's a dinosaur here. I think it's a museum. <laughs> been a while okay some kind of museum and she doesn't want to there's the cops inside already because you know it's in the paper 
so she she walks up to them and is like, "You guys, you guys, I'll handle this. You guys aren't prepared for this." And they're like, "Bullshit, lady!" And they she takes them out. She knocks them out. Gonna kill them. Does she do it? Well, suggestively posing. Oh yeah, there's a butt shot there. There's a butt shot there. There's a butt shot there. Butt shot, butt shot, butt shot. So whoever did draw this, maybe they should have talked about how old she was. Right. Um, so they get. So so they get to the, the people that are there, and it's actually Tom Savini. Like you can see him with his mustache and his weird hair. Yeah, that's Tom Savini. And then two other dudes, right, that are getting held hostage, along with the other people that are there. And the superheroes show up: uh, Megalith, Silver Streak, and Armor. Continuity. You guys know continuity. Um, there, there's a battle, and they win, but they actually don't because uh, Armor gets shot, um, almost dies, and the people, three guys, get taken off. In a helicopter, and so they don't really win, which is actually kind of refreshing. That the superheroes don't always get their guy. But would I buy this again? Yeah, I'll buy another one. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to buy Jason Kreider Toy Boy. Maybe I will, <laughs> just to see how bad it is. Or uh, Crazy Man. Maybe I'll see how bad that is. But um, no, I, I kind of liked it. Wasn't there a TV show that the newspaper got printed like a day early or something and the guy could tell the future so he'd go try to rescue him? Uh, was it like an 80s show? No, I think it was late 90s, early 2000s. Early editions. Early editions, yeah. Was yeah. that what it, I never... Yeah, okay. <laughs> it was on for like one season. One yeah. Season. <laughs> it was, it was one of those one and done. Yeah. So it's like you're saying, they're reading this and it's happening in real time. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> awesome. So, I uh, picked up Excalibur number 88. Uh, it is part one of the Dream Nails trilogy. It was released in August of 95. The writer was Warren Ellis. Colorist was Joe Roses. Uh, and the pencilers were Larry Stroman. Derek Gross, Ken Lashley, and Jeff Moy. I'm not going to read any more after that, because there is quite a bit of creative people on this book. And nobody... Nobody... Nobody, like, looked it over. Uh, Starts out, Pete Wisdom needs to go to uh, London to help a friend who sounds like he's deathly ill. Uh, He wants to borrow the jet because it's quicker he can't fly it so kitty comes to the rescue and volunteers to fly him to london the thing about that is is that kitty and pete wisdom hate each other so uh, they get to his friend's place friend's been dead as a doornail for like two weeks smells really bad they show him like like they look like they want to puke so they start investigating, and there's an assassination attempt on them by the company. What the fuck was it called? That is a company name right there. What the fuck <laughs> is it called? That's a good one, isn't it? I can't remember the company. It was like a. It's, 
like an espionage. It's Pete Wisdom's espionage group, like MI5, MI6. I can't think of the name right now. Um, but he finds out that they're trying to kill him uh, because he knows too much and whatever. And so then they cut, and it was like really like two stories in one. Like Moira just found out she had the legacy virus. And the legacy virus was in starting to infect humans. And they're trying to figure out a cure for that. And uh, so I read the film. So that, that's pretty much the story. It's just an adventure. The thing I liked about it was that it was kitty-centric. And we all know that I'm a big Kitty Pride fan. Uh, the story was good. It was so good, I finished reading the rest of it on Marvel Unlimited. Because I wanted to know how it went. Were they all Excalibur issues, or were they crossing over? It was all Excalibur. It was like a three-part series, three-part uh, run in Excalibur. You never know what those X-Men books are. Yeah, it was It was just, Excal- just Excalibur. And uh, the, pa- the paper quality was like the shiny magazine, you know quality and I was like oh let's see what the price was back then buck 95 for quality paper and a quality book you know alright we're gonna get to the things I didn't like and there's only one thing for the quality of the paper and the story the artwork is fucking god awful the best part about it is the cover, right? And there's like certain flashes in there. You can tell that four different, four or five different people drew this goddamn book because the quality goes into the toilet. Um, there was one shot, and I was like, I feel sorry for this guy because when his when he was born, the doctor slapped his mama. He looks like he fell out of the ugly tree and hit every fucking branch on the way down. Look at that shit. (laughs) Fucking A, man. And there was another one. The guy looked like a fucking alien from uh, Men in Black. It's like a cross of... uh... They all look like weird aliens. They look like fucking aliens. It's like a mix of Kingpin and uh, Flat Top from uh, (laughs) Dick Tracy. Yes, yeah. his eyes were on the side of his head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, you know, do English people look that different from Scottish people? I mean, they flew down from Muir Island to London. Uh, did they have to show a difference with the English people? That they look like shit? They look like they got hit with a fucking ugly stick? But, yeah, that was the only complaint I had. Like I said, I like the story so much that it... I finished it up, and it was really good. And Pete Wisdom and, you know, Kitty fall in love. Because, you know, that's where it was going. And his name's Pete. Pete, yep. Peter Parker. So we got Peter, Peter Parker, Pete, Pete Wisdom, Pete Rasputin. Peter Quill. Peter Quill. She likes guys named Peter. It'd be weird if she, needed, you know, dated a guy named, you know, Tom. It has to be a Peter. So... That's what I had. 
we'll uh, talk to you guys in two weeks. Awesome. Later. Bye.